Yo, 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 it's your boy Biko. Make sure you head over to the Apple Store and Google Play Store and download the Illinois app right now. From there, you'll be able to stream Illinois Radio Live every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m., as well as stream podcasts, watch interviews, check out the latest news, and so much more. So head over there to your App Store and download the Illinois app. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Hits, aka King Hits. Y'all know what's going on, man. It's Deep Burst Exclusive. What's up, man? This is Sprouto. Be Young Kaki checking in. Y'all already know what's going on. Alright, this is Femdog. You are now in tune with. I'll be tuning to at Illinois Radio, man. Illinois Radio, squad. Live with Illinois Radio. You, you feel me? You already know we on Illinois Radio right now. Tuned in. You know what's going on. You know how we coming. You know how we rocking. You feel <laughs> You're now tuned in with Illinois Radio with your host, Vico, Illinois Jones, and Pretty Riot. Turn your radios up and spread the noise. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what we like to do at this time. We bring you guys some of the illest guests from around the city and globe and today we got jahari noel in the building yeah how you feeling i'm feeling pretty good feeling really good just that full please thank you thank you thank you thank appreciate you. you stopping by man i mean how was your travel matter of fact where did you travel from well i'm actually i'm from the south side of chicago so not far um i came from south shore so it wasn't far oh no. okay east side right. <laughs> i see you um you know i actually want to ask you what is your ethnicity i'm african-american okay because i was i was look uh you know pronouncing your name like jahari it sounds it sounds african so my father um when me and my sister were first you know, when we were born, he was uh, practicing a different religion. He was practicing the Muslim religion, so he wanted us to have Muslim names. So, me and my twin sister, our names are Arabic and Swahili. So, Jahari is Arabic and Swahili for, I believe it's called Jewel. And my sister's is um, Jamila, which is Arabic for beautiful. So, we're a Christian now, but at the time, he was like... They must have Muslim names, so that's how those names came. Wow. Hold on, you say twin sister, so yeah. <laughs> identical? Yeah, identical. Mm-hmm. She ain't got no like mole over here, nothing. No. She has the same mole actually, <laughs> <on> the same type of Yeah. So y'all get mistaken for each other all the time. No, honestly, we work really hard to not look alike. Like we, our hair is two different I colors. Like her hair that. is red. I wear my hair blonde or whatever color I feel like wearing it. Um, and she's three inches shorter than me. So like, if you see us in person. You're like, okay. Okay. Like, yeah. we look alike, don't get me wrong, but there's, like, slight differences. Okay, not to sound like a creep, because I kind of knew you had a twin sister, but it's just because I've been following you for <laughs> a long time. Okay. So, I guess I think I'm creepy. So, like, what is it like? Because your sister dances, right? Mm-hmm. So, what is it like being, like, a set of twins that are, like, creatives? Because I feel like that's, like, almost common with twins, is that they always seem to be creative. I know another set of twins, and one dances and the other sings. That's so I just really think that's funny. really cool. I don't know how that happens. Honestly, I couldn't tell you, but... The interesting part is that she actually started out singing when we were kids. So, like, when we would have family talent shows, she would voluntarily sing. And I would be, like, scared of my life to sing. Like, I would just, like, write poetry or whatever. Um, And our parents started us really early, you know, with getting involved. We did theater. We were in cheerleading in school, dance. So it was really, they wanted us to figure out what we wanted and what we were drawn to the most. And for me, it was music. For her, it was dance. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of became a thing as we got older, like, yeah, I'm going to be the dancer. You're going to be the singer. And da, da 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 And it just became this thing that we agreed, okay, we're not going to, we're going to do this. We're going to do it together. But we're going to do our own thing. So, like, I'm really proud of her. She's 
getting back into dance. She did it a lot um, over the past couple of years, and then she took a break. But I'm so happy to see her dancing again because I love seeing her dance. Can I ask you how young you guys were at that time? Like when things started for 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 you, like her dancing and you singing. Really early, like in high school. Okay. So, so do you remember what pushed you into going into music? Really, when I was in high school, it was a lot of like, I made a lot of friends who are also artists and friends who are dancers. And so because we became so drawn to that and because that became our environment really quickly and really early, it was like, yeah, no, I love doing this. Like, I'm into this. Like, I was just drawn to the process, like whether it was like choir or recording or writing for people or whatever it was, I just love the experience and it always kept me excited so I knew that that feeling I didn't really get anywhere else and so I was just like yeah I like this okay I like how you talk about the feeling I feel like that's something that's like a lost art almost when it comes to just like how music and art is being presented now people don't really talk about the feeling so I know it's probably hard but how would you describe that feeling that you actually get hmm with singing yeah, or with that, with whatever, Singing, whatever writing, feeling, yeah, whatever feeling that you get. It's crazy because with each of those things that you mentioned, singing, writing, performing, it's all kind of different. Like with, if I'm just singing a song, it's like second nature, so it just feels like, oh, like, it feels like a, a calming, it's a calming thing because it's like, I just love doing it. Like, something could come on in the store, in the car, and I just find myself singing it, even though I wouldn't know that I know the words. It's just like, oh, I know the words. Or, like, if I'm writing a song, that's more of, like, an adventurous thing because I'm trying to place myself into a concept or an idea. Or if I'm inspired by something, I lock in completely. So it just, that's more of, like, a, it's a fun but more serious side of music because you want to make sure that whatever you're talking about makes sense Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. also that people want to listen to it because you could be super deep and no one would care but like it's about mixing like what you have to say and what you want to say with something that's enjoyable for people so that's more concentrated and that's more of a concentrated emotion now with performing it took me a long time to get here but I love performing I was always really shy and introverted so it took me getting used to like feedback from a crowd and like seeing them enjoy it and that exchange of energy became really fun for me over time but in the beginning I was very like uncomfortable I would be like what was (laughs) what was the performance for you that you would say kind of changed all that Hmm. That you just didn't. I mean, like, because I know naturally performers, you get some nerves. Yeah, you get butterflies in it. You know what's interesting is that I saw this thing that says if you don't get nervous, it means you're not passionate anymore. And so, like, Mm -hmm. I'm still grateful that I get nervous or I get excited. I I say excited. I don't say nervous. I get excited before performances, and I love that because it's like, okay, I still really care about this. Like, no matter what stresses I have or whatever, I really care about this. And um, the first show that I did where I got really comfortable was 2016 or 2017. I was auditioning for Opfest, and it was, like, a bunch of other artists in the room, and they just had me get on stage, and I was just, like... And I had a a puppy, so I put her on the stage with me. (laughs) And I just started singing and dancing, and I'm like, well, I'm really comfortable up here. Like, I'm not... I don't feel the weird feelings I felt before. Like, it was growth for sure, but I was just like, wow. 
I definitely give her credit because I'm like, she's just up here chilling in her little, and everyone's like so into her. So I'm just like, oh, the attention is not really on me, but it's on me. She was my hype girl. <laughs> now, I've learned that um, you didn't start taking music serious until college. Yeah. Why? You know, why? Why? It's, well, you know, with you being in high school and doing music and then going to college, like, what was it that made you finally take things serious? Well, I started in my senior year of high school going into college. Okay. So it wasn't like right in college. It was like my senior year going into college. Um, like I said, I had a lot of friends who were artists and rappers and singers. And so when they would have sessions, they would invite me and I, I would sing background or like write stuff here and there. But I never really did it for myself. Like it was always like other people's music, which I enjoy, but I just never explored that side of it. Okay. So when I got to college, I was very like, oh my god I'm in a new space let me share my gift and I was really eager to sing so I would do like all these open mics and showcases and then I made friends in college who were like you should start recording your own music and I was just like you know you're right maybe I should so I started like posting covers and then I started recording and started getting familiar with recording and it just kind of all kind of started from there if if you didn't receive that feedback from your friends do you think you'll be in this position now I think I still would be in this position like I still wanted to do it it was just that you know when you're going into college it's a lot of encouragement of like school 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 education 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 and I'm 100% about that but it wasn't like oh no you should just go be a star go be a singer and go do your thing dream big like it wasn't really like that um when I was growing up like my parents were really supportive but it just wasn't like at the forefront it was like you have this opportunity to go to school go to school mm -hmm. so I didn't feel like it was impossible I just wasn't like warped into like this is my life and this is it like I am now if that makes sense no that, that makes perfect sense uh you know before we get into to your single much I, I want to know what college did you go to and what did you study? <laughs> I went to NIU, which is in DeKalb, um, and I studied corporate communications, but my emphasis was public relations. So it was a lot of, like, public speaking. So how was that transitioning going from, like, you know, playing a background and then coming to the front? That's a great question. <laughs> um, it was different because I was used to being in the background. I was used to, like, being there but not really being, like, having the focus on me like I mentioned earlier so it was an adjustment to say oh wait this is about me oh crap like <laughs> what do like it took a lot of getting used to but I I'm happy that I made that choice and that transition for sure okay. hey me too I mean break down too much because the video is the video is, is in depth when what I mean by that is like you I could tell you painting a picture mm -hmm. within that image so break down too much um for the audience so my single too much um, was really a song that I wrote. The story behind the song is that there's a lot of things that we battle inside of ourselves. And sometimes our own enemy is ourselves. But in this instance, it was about being um, picked on or being messed with by other people, like 
I had a job that I was working full time a few months ago and my boss was a jerk. Like she was really mean and she wasn't like that much older than me. We were like a year apart. So her behavior just felt like she was just a hater. And so it became it became a thing where it was like too much. Like it we got into an altercation and I was going to quit. I was going to put my hands on her. It was gonna get bad. But I did not. I I kept my composure and I I was just like being that man. No, she really I was about to say you take a person that far. Okay. Yeah, you do. If you take a person far <laughs> enough, you you can get something you didn't want. So, it was just that situation where it was just like, wow, you really about to make me jump out of my spirit, and I just can't. So I was That's so angry. Person crazy. You about to make me jump out my spirit? <laughs> <laughs> I never heard nobody say that. You about to make me jump out my spirit, bro? Chill. No, for, for real. Like, so I was just like, okay, forget it. And I was recording a lot at that time, so I just left work because I was working from 4 a.m. to noon. So as soon as I got oh, off, oh baby, yeah. So it's like you're testing me yeah. in at 6 a.m. Like you really, you really want something. You don't want no smoke, sis. <laughs> yeah, like you really, you have a goal here, and I, I just don't get it. So I was really frustrated by that whole situation, and I just turned it into a song that's addressing that it. confrontation. So, so you didn't have to put really hands on it, exactly. No, put the I vocals to you. Yeah, I just, I hit her, I hit her with a song. So this is this track. So Yo, what's up? everybody it's your girl pretty right and you just tuned back into illinois radio um i don't care if you're listening to us from our app um spotify apple podcast i was about to say apple music again apple podcast spotify SoundCloud, title wherever we are that you are make sure you subscribe and if you're watching on youtube subscribe hit that little bell there so you get notified every single time we post a video but we're gonna hop back into our interview with miss johari noel how you feeling girl i'm feeling good great 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 so um, before the break, we talked about like college and stuff like that, and how you got into music. So, I've been kind of following you for some time now because I'm a little weirdo. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing my weird guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I kind of wanted to just talk about like I remember you were kind of doing Chasing Destiny. So like, what was that experience like for you, and like how has it changed just like how you are now as an artist? Um, the experience is really cool. Uh, I'm really grateful to have. Can I ask how? Not to cut you off. Can I ask how that even came about? Sure. Let's let's talk about that. So basically, um, I was in college. It was my freshman or sophomore year, and I was posting a lot of covers, like on Instagram and YouTube, and it just kind of like caught the attention of certain people, and they reached out to me. Um, mentioning that she was working on Kelly Rowland was working on a project where she was putting together a girl group and I was like oh of course like I'm definitely interested send me the information but I for the longest I thought it was a scam like I didn't think it was legit so I was like yeah whatever just just send me the application and I'll do it like I, everything was super air coded <laughs> to me <laughs> so I did the application and um, ended up meeting casting directors because it then got picked up from being just a project she was doing solo being a television show that she was documenting. So next thing you know, I got invited to audition in Atlanta in front of Kelly Rowland and Frank Gatson. And so when I got to Atlanta, it was me and my father. I remember we got there at like 9 a.m. It was a super small room with 600 girls from all over Texas, Florida, Atlanta, Chicago, Louisiana, like girls from everywhere with immense talent. And I remember seeing Kelly and I was just like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty and she's so perfect. And I was just like, (laughs) oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm only 19. Like I'm just like freaking out. So it was so many girls that they rushed the audition to be 
30 seconds and three girls per audition. So, like, after, like, three hours, I get in, and it's me and two other girls. And Kelly's like, hey, so say your name and sing whatever song you're going to sing. And, yeah, we'll let you know. And so the first girl went, the second girl went, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm last. So then I went, and she was like, hmm, I like you. You should come back. You should stay. You should stick around, she said. And I was just like, Stick okay. around. So I was like, super I was like, yeah, sure, I'll stay. I ended up staying until like 9 p.m. Um, and by the end of the night, it was only 40 of us left out of 600 girls. So they cut a lot of girls, and it was crazy because they were all so talented. And um, I remember her saying, "By the, if you don't get a phone call from me, you're not coming. But if you get a phone call from me, you're coming to L.A. and working. So be ready to work. And I was just like... Yeah, okay. So literally two days before Christmas, two weeks later, I get a FaceTime call from an L.A. number, and it's Kelly. And I'm freaking out. I'm, like, holding my phone and screenshotting and smiling <laughs> at the same time. And she's like, what's up? And I'm like, hey, what's up? And she was like, I'm sure you know this call means you're coming to L.A. And I was like, I guess it does. And she was like, well, I hope you're ready to be a team player, ready to work hard, and ready to learn. And I was just like, I 100% am ready for all of it. Like, let's get it going. So next thing you know, I'm in L.A., and we're out there for a month and a half. We're shooting, rehearsing from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. It was crazy long hours, lots of hard work. But I got to work with some amazing people and meet some amazing people and create friendships with those people. And it just taught me so much about the industry and really how hard artists work and how much goes into the behind the scenes, like mm -hmm. rehearsing. I love rehearsals now because of that experience. So definitely grateful for it. And like I said, Kelly is amazing. So, And, you know, you, you make your way back to Chicago after the show and you do an interview with Chicago Tribune. Mm -hmm. um, and I got a quote from that interview because you said, um, you said, I spent the last two years really focusing in on performing to get comfortable being in front of crowds again and just really staying in the studio writing and just like really getting my, uh, my feet wet all over again. Uh, with the process, it was kind of like starting over. Mm -hmm. So, you know, after being on camera, several cameras being filmed, <laughs> yeah. performing for big, you know, for a big name artist with people in the background that's big behind her came back and felt you know you felt like you needed to start over why well what a lot of people um don't tell you about these opportunities with being on shows is that you are starting over because there's a lot of contractual agreements and things so like when i did the show i had a contract where i couldn't release for another year or two so i for two years and so i had to wait to put out music so i really spent that time off the show redeveloping re-getting familiar with things because it was a break so i couldn't really like engage all of the fans that i gained from being on that show i couldn't really give them anything you know mm, what i mean so it was like up. i was starting See, why i was just gonna say like I think it all, I mean, I definitely feel a way, but I, I'm i still grateful for it. Like, I feel like it was a bit of a waste of time, but I do feel like everything happens for a reason. Like, mm -hmm. if I didn't take that time in that space, I probably would have different music, and I would mm -hmm. probably have a different story, a different message, and it would probably all be different. So I think it all happened exactly the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. During that period, what was the what was the most, what was the thing that, that um, motivated you the most in uh when you was like going through that like through the break yeah I think the biggest thing that motivated me was that 
I'm not tied down. Like I, I have my own thing. Like I, I have my own rules, my own flow. Like I don't have to go by anybody else's rules. Like I wasn't signed to a label or anything like that. Like I just had the freedom of like, just re- really developing. And I really got to take that time to get familiar with like what I want to say and how I want to say it and who my audience is. I spent the last two years writing these songs and performing them for audiences to fill out how they feel about the music before I put it out. So just kind of being able to experiment in that way, as well as collaborating with other artists in Chicago, like all of that time really like was good to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it helped open you up a, yeah. a whole lot more. And just getting more comfortable. I think another thing is that people assume, like, if you're on TV, whether you are the person on TV or you see someone that's been on TV, it's easy to assume, like, everyone knows who you are. And mm. it's like, no one knows you. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? When you come back to your hometown, you need to make sure you have a solid grounding here. And for me, that was really important to make sure I'm truly out here building relationships with people and mm. working. And you know what I mean? Mm. That you know, during that process of pretty much being on a break, did that motivate the title for your EP to you know things you can't say out loud? I think. My the job I had at the time inspired that as well as that time because I felt like there were so many different emotions and things that I was dealing with that I didn't feel comfortable talking about. So I was just like, hmm, these songs all have this common theme, whether it's like with my personal relationships or my friendships or my insecurities or experiences in work. Like these were all things I just didn't feel comfortable talking about or putting on front street for public you know what i mean so i was just like well these all are like really personal things so the title really came that easily (laughs) i I like how you did the uh the short version of it t-y-c-s-o-a what's that tyso essentially like (laughs) tixo um and i think that it's funny because the music itself is like got a lot of hints of like r&b and soul which is Mm -hmm. ironic um but also i didn't want people to have to like research on streaming platform things you can't like (laughs) do i have to uppercase lowercase like i wanted it to be very easy to find and i think that made it very easy to find like me too i was you know i'm just searching your name there's no one in the industry with your name which is which i'm grateful for man yes and that's my legal name (laughs) a lot of people got a makeup name there's no shade it's just like I didn't have to do that. I just my legal name was just it's already dope. was was good enough for me to be like okay, let's throw that out there and see. You know that it just hit me like with you having your real name as your stage name, do that boost uh is that you know does that bring a different type of music in the mix because you know now your real name is stamped onto this song this recording so. Does that, you know, impact your music? In a That's a great question. I think as you asked that question, I thought about the privilege of having a separate name from your real name. Because if you think about it, like, it's easy to then, with performing, tap into whoever that person is. Like, for instance, like, if I had a separate name from Jahari Noel, like, that's, you know, that's my real name. But if my artist name was something different... I probably have something else to like tap into. Mm-hmm. But I'm just Jahari, you know, there and here. And I have to really kind of, like, push myself. And I think that that's interesting. It's just a whole, like, thing I just had. But like. I think that brings, like, a real level of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Because I think when it comes to artists that do, you know, like, have an alter ego, or they have a different stage name, it's hard to get lost in that. But when you're always being yourself... Like it, it translates very well. Translates very well in the music. Mm-hmm. So, 
Like my name is Biko. That's my last name, but I still use it. You know, it's my name at the end of the day, man. I cater to myself the best way I can possible. You know, yeah. let's actually um talk more about T Y C S O L. You know, it's five tracks on there. Yep. Why specifically five tracks? Well, I honestly felt like I feel like anything more than five would have felt more like an album. And because it was my first, it's my first piece of music going out into the world, I wanted it to say enough without saying too much, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, for them to enjoy, but not be tired of and not skip through. So, like, it's enough music to where you can listen to it and chill, but so you don't get, you know what I mean, it's not too quick, but it's not too long, too too stretched out. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the, the ideas of EPs in general. And yeah. then you coming off um, Chasing Destiny, that was perfect. It was like a... It was perfect for for the EP because now you can reattract those same fans again and just get them a, a, a tease and yeah, expect more of what's to come. Their reception to it, I'm very grateful for because they're like, oh, my God, she's made music. And so they're, like, super into it and sharing it and stuff. And so I'm, like I said, I'm very grateful for that. Like, if I hadn't have done that, who knows? You know what I mean? I wouldn't have had the insight that I have now. So I, I don't really regret too much anything. What song strikes you the most off of this EP that, well, I'm not going to say strikes you, but what song do you feel would strike your audience the most off of this EP? Probably Crazy Lonely. Crazy Lonely. Crazy Lonely because it's a two-part song, and the first half starts off really, like, airy and sweet, and it's, like, a vibe, but then the other half is, like, there's a lot of dynamic vocal stuff happening and a lot of changes production-wise, so then it's, like, it's easy to get lost in it, but in a good way. So I like the journey of that song and like the way it moves. Is that a subliminal uh, uh, title? Crazy lonely? You saying you crazy and, and you're a little lonely? Is it? Is, this <laughs> I'm just saying, is that some type of subliminal? No. So, so the message behind the song "Crazy Lonely," I actually wrote the first half of "Crazy." Really talks about just being that crazy person in a relationship where, like, if you're sitting with your partner and they're on the phone and you're looking over, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Who is that? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's easy to to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to be like, what are you? What is that? Yeah, yeah. It's really easy to be like that. Um, and I feel like um, I really wanted to kind of paint that story. And then the second half, which is lonely, really kind of talks more about long distance relationships. And people don't really talk about how hard that is. Because, okay, amen. Because you you really have to trust, and you gotta hope that your partner's not doing something stupid or crazy just because they're lonely. So mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So you're hoping like, okay, don't go entertain this guy or this girl just because I can't physically be there with you. You know what I mean. Yeah. I'm hoping that you're respecting me as much as I'm respecting you. See, so, which is also kind of crazy. So the two kind of <laughs> still they align really well, which is why that's my favorite song. See, and that's why I, I I said it in that way because I wanted you to break that record down a lot. I know it was a meaning truly behind this record, so I just wanted you to break it down more. Uh, let people know where they can get your project, your EP. Also, let them know to stream that thing on Audio Mac because what it's closing in on what 100k. Yes, it's almost at a hundred thousand, which is amazing, and on Audio Mac, which is really dope because there's so much music on Audio Mac. Um, but yes, you guys can stream my project anywhere. Um, it's on all platforms. My name is Johari Noel. If you guys want to follow me on any social media, I don't have Snapchat though, so sorry, uh, I don't. 
I just don't. Is there anything to be on the lookout for as far as videos? Yes, shows? I'm, a, I'm getting ready to release a video for Show Me, which is a song off the project. It's one of my favorite songs as well. And um, I'm also looking to release more music and a project in April. Um, and I also just wrapped up a collaboration that I did with SoundCloud, which is really cool, and that'll be releasing soon, too. Ooh. Okay. Look at you. Okay. Any shows? Any shows? No shows right now. Um, I'm taking a break on shows just to finish recording this project um, because I really want to give people more music in these next couple months. So oh, you're trying to make up for that year. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to make up for that time. <laughs> go crazy. For those that don't know who I am, I am Biko. It's your girl, Pretty Riot. I just want to thank you for tuning in to Illinois Radio Every Saturday from 4pm to 6pm Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on YouTube Search Illinois Radio Head over to your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts All of those streaming networks where you can stream podcasts And search Illinois Radio, we right there Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that follow button And uh, stay in tune with us You have it, we own it, big peas that's all, folks.